Welcome to the State of Michigan Podcast. We are back here with another episode. How are you doing, Jaren? Doing amazing. Man, so we got the Lions. We've, we're coming off the bye week, and we've been, uh, you know, not too thrilled about the team as of late, as their only win is against the Commanders still. Um, and the Commanders have not looked good this year as the season's been panning out. It makes you really question where this team can go. Yeah, uh, they played good versus the Eagles. Obviously, they're 6-0. and um, But, you know, other than, you know, the Seahawks as well, I guess. But, you know, the Patriots, that was a big step back, and it really got people questioning, uh-oh, are we about to go in a bad direction? But we'll say this. We do get a lot of people back in this coming game, so it'll definitely be interesting to see if they make that step back to where they were at the beginning of the season. Yes. Um, that being said, you did mention that we're going to get a bunch of people back. Um, Kaminsky is one guy that's looking at making his return. He was leading this team in pressures through the first two weeks, so hopefully that can help the defense out. Um, you got a guy like DeAndre Swift and Amandre St. Brown who are both trending in the right direction to make their return this week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got uh, Pascal, who we don't know, uh, you know, even if he can return, how much, you know, of an immediate impact he'll have as he hasn't had an offseason. Um, and, you know, he's a second-round draft pick. He's a rookie. Uh, so if he can return, they said he's trending in the right direction. I kind of feel like he won't return this week, but maybe the next week. Um, he, he's a guy that I think they'll slowly ease him in. I don't think he's a guy that will get a bunch of snaps right away. And then... One last guy returning. Uh, we got Jerry Jacobs, who was very good for us last year playing that corner position. And he's another guy who we were told is trending in the right direction. Sounds like there's a slight possibility he could play this week. Uh, but he also might not return till you know, the following week. Mm-hmm. But a bunch of key people returning this week. Yeah, and definitely a tough test. The Cowboys. Uh them damn cowgirls. <laughs> the cowgirls. Uh, coming off a loss to the Eagles. Uh, Dak Prescott sounding like he's trying to make his return for that game. So that definitely yeah. will be interesting to see if he can return. Obviously, the Cowboys offense hasn't been their main talking point. It's been a lot more of their defense, uh, winning them a lot of football games. They do got a great defense, by the way. Yeah. Mike pa- Micah Parsons is that oh, guy. Yeah. He is that guy, and uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see that uh, whether or not Lions can take a step forward and, you know, move the ball, get some touchdowns, score enough to maybe even win this game. Yeah, um, I do. I expect this offense to play better this week as, you know, Amonra St. Brown finally playing healthy again, I think is key. Um, I think he tried forcing his return a little too quickly. I think the bye week was good to get him right. And then, yeah, Swift coming back. Um, I think he's going to come back very healthy and mm-hmm. really just, you know, he just adds that home run ability. He does. And definitely a different element to the offense that makes them more explosive because once you get him going and the run game gets going, it opens up that passing attack and allows Goff to do uh, good things. And uh, hopefully that's how it rolls. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do think that this game is very, very big because 
I feel like people's frustrations building with Dan Campbell finally. Um, mm-hmm. oh, the yeah. guy I was super frustrated with last year when it came to game management, and he's been making a lot of those same mistakes. And yeah. people are now looking around the league. A guy that I advocated for a ton was Robert Sala, and now you see how quickly they turned around the New York Jets, who've been poverty for the last like. 15 years. They're now 4-2. and two. Um, You got Brian Dable doing what he's doing with the New York Giants, 5-1. and one. Um, I feel like people are right to be asking, you know, like, you have another three-win season. My opinion, he has to go. Maybe, and uh, I guess a lot of us were caught up in the excitement about the season and where the direction had because uh, they did play good towards the end of the year. Uh, they were in a lot of close games, kind of like they are this year, though. So, uh, but it's about finishing and getting wins, and you know we need to see progress with this team, not regression. And uh, I think he's got some of the right guys there, but he's missing a lot of pieces. And I think some of the games have been on him. There's been at least what one or two where he's made some decisions in those games that have cost them the win, like even the first game of the season. Yeah. Um. That is one thing about Dan Campbell is he he's a very bold, bold, bold coach. And uh, I guess my big biggest advocate, and people will say that, you know, it's still a bad roster and, you know, you, you can't you can't fire him yet. He needs to have his, you know, time and, you know, all that stuff. As a Lions fan, I can't you if you don't show improvement, I just simply do not think you are the guy. And the problem, the biggest problem for me is I can't go three to four years like we do with every coach saying you need to let him run his time. And then that just leads you into a whole nother rebuild with a whole new, whole new system. Like Mm -hmm. you, it takes way too long and it doesn't need to be this hard. There are coaching candidates that I believe are more worthy. Um, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but like the Dolphins head coach that just lost his job who had his whole you know, problem. Oh yeah, it was Brian Flores, right? Mm -hmm. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I thought he was a great coach. I'd honestly take him if, if, if the Lions go three and third, three and 14, I guess, or three, 13, one again, I doubt we tie, but if we go three and 14 and show no improvement, I I'm, I'm advocating that he gets fired. And I would want a guy like Brian Flores who shows, you know, I can coach already. Right. Um, it's definitely something to watch. Uh, I don't, I mean, obviously they have been shaken up quite a bit too. definitely plays a little bit of a role, but, uh, to a point, I get what you're saying. They definitely need to show some improvement. They can't go three wins again this year. Yeah. All I'm asking for is five wins. I'm not asking for seven and nine like I originally wanted or the 10 and seven other people were advocating for. I just need five wins against, you know, a team who's benching their starting quarterback in week 16 because it doesn't matter to them. Like, I don't care how you get them. I need five wins. Yeah, I I completely agree. There needs to be some improvement. You can't be stuck in rock bottom forever. They say the only way is up, but you know if you stay there like SpongeBob did in that one episode, 
uh, <laughs> not a good thing. So definitely want to see them get some some more wins this year. And I think that they will, but only time will tell that. And this is another thing. If, you know, maybe maybe you guys are too scared to do a big turnover, which is understandable. Um, something I would consider if I'm the Lions, you have a guy in Ben Johnson who looks like a great offensive coordinator. I would consider promoting him and just getting Dan Campbell out and, you know, keeping kind of the whole regime here, but maybe it's smart to not have a knucklehead as your coach. Yeah. Maybe and Alex is a nose guy. Yeah, he's uh that would definitely be a thing. Uh sometimes you have the guy that plays the um the motivator role, but you also need that balance between the motivator and the guy that understands what it takes from an X's and O standpoint uh, to win more football games. And I think with Dan Campbell, he plays a lot of very aggressive form of uh, with his team, as mm-hmm. we've seen. Like I said, it costs him some games. And, you know, I just don't think that, you know, your average coach would make some of those decisions. Uh, put, you know, put some trust in your defense, get some, get some of this, get some of that. Because you know, you look at their schedule coming up, it's, it's definitely not an easy one. Uh, yeah, Cowboys, Dolphins, Packers not looking great. Uh, so he could win that one. I was it'll still be tough because it's a rivalry, exactly. Uh, you know, and you know, Bills down the road, but you're gonna need to strategize and win some games, right? This is this shouldn't be a team that needs to play these bold risks in order to win football games. If you're going to be a good NFL team, you're going to be able to win by calling your schemes, running your plays, running your offense, and just win football games. You shouldn't have to get cute. You shouldn't have to get fancy. I think they just need to get to that point. And if Dan Campbell can't do that, then it might be time to start looking elsewhere. Yeah. But that is where we get into this Dallas Cowboys game. And I guess the main point that we want to get across is this Cowboys game is a big part in salvaging uh, this uh, Lions season uh, as far as the fact that, you know, we're not really playing for the playoffs at this point. If somehow you make a run, that's great. Uh, it'd take a big turnaround. You'd, you'd have to see Jerry Jacobs really grow off his first season and the success he had and as well as Pascal to, you know, be one of the steals of the draft as far as coming off the edge. So there'd be a after there'd still have to be a lot of stuff to figure out. This is more about, you know, finding a way to get the five wins and keeping the team together. Mm-hmm. And uh I think a big key in that is in this Dallas game, you need that offense to come back out like they were in the beginning of the season. Yes. So it wasn't a fluke. And uh you need this defense to start coming together. Um Dan Campbell mentioned he was going to make a couple more changes to the defense. We will see what those changes happen to be. Um, But we need to see growth in this Dallas Cowboys game, even if they don't win it. Yeah, I I agree. You definitely need to see something back to where it was towards the beginning of the season because they've taken a turn for the worse as of recent. Patriots game was a prime example of that, especially offensively. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe it was just injuries, maybe not. But, yeah, see offensively, and then you also need to see some adjustments in development of Aiden Hutchinson and some of those guys, because mm-hmm. um, 
even Aiden, I look at him week one, and I look at him versus the Patriots, and it's almost, I'm not going to lie, it's almost like it's gotten worse. Uh, Yeah, definitely got to get the coaching ability in there, and I don't think that's the issue, but uh, I think he's a coachable guy. Always has been. He was at Michigan. Uh, was good at the start of his career. Was good at the end of his career there. He's a good player. He's got the raw intangibles. Mold him into the player that you need him to be. Uh, I think he's just trying to be that guy that he was at Michigan. Uh, but definitely, he needs change to adjust. Yeah. yeah, he needs to adjust. Change in system, you know, whatever it takes. And I think he's going to be working harder than anyone. Lime because he definitely wants to be that guy for the Lions. He's happy to be here uh, in the state of Michigan playing in front of these fans, and I know he wants it. One of the biggest things for him that I'd like to see him grow on throughout the season is it might be a little bit too much to ask for him to figure out, you know, like a spin move, for example, in the middle of the season. That's something he's going to have to work out, work on in the offseason, which I, mm-hmm. I understand that. But something he could get better on right now um, is he needs to do a better job with his hands when he's using his pass rush. Too often, it seems like he just gets stuck, and then it's just like, okay, now that I know I'm not getting there, I'm going to go like stand at the line of scrimmage. Like, he, needs to, he needs to figure out to get the dude off and just keep going. Like, I, I need to see that get off me. Mm-hmm. He was also a uh, very you know, aware kind of guy. He sees screens usually. So I think a lot of the time he's anticipating a play a lot more. And, you know, NFL, they do a good job of disguising uh, more so than they do in college. So I think uh, not, I guess, not do better at reading the offense, but maybe just don't anticipate as much because I feel like the anticipation sometimes get him into some trouble. Uh, But sometimes it works. And... I guess you just have to, he's a work in progress, obviously. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. And I guess one of the biggest questions, I guess you could question is, uh, he's a very big dude. And I kind of wonder what you think of this, uh, because he also has the small arms that people talk about. Could you see potentially the Lions going in a route where maybe they just say, hey, we want you to put on as much weight as possible and move him in to more of a kind of finesse guy in the middle of the line, try being like our pressure up the middle? I think if they were to ask him to do that, I think that he could. Because um, he's also he's, he's a pretty athletic guy. Um, very versatile. Move around very leader-esque kind of guy i think he'd be willing to do that i think he could do that if asked uh but i think your best bet is you got your defensive end prospect you mold him into your defensive end prospect i think yeah i think he'll get there like i've said i think sometimes we gotta have some patience with some of these guys some guys are just ready right away they got those raw intangibles some guys are work in progress uh i mean I guess using it even as a baseball, going to Spencer Torkelson, we had these expectations for him as a number one overall kind of guy. Didn't have a mm-hmm. great year. Uh, but if it doesn't improve from year one to at least year two, that's where you start to worry. You know, 
if we see him struggling throughout the season and by the end of the year there's zero improvement or it's worse and then you see the same thing in like preseason next year or in camp very major uh worrisome point and that's when i'd say maybe you do something different or it's not the guy yeah i was i was curious on what you'd say about that because we know that you know they like moving aiden hutchinson all over that d-line already and uh they drafted pascal as a guy who can move all over that d-line as well you got romeo who coming back hopefully sometime this year who's uh He's purely an edge guy. He has some finesse to him. So if, if I guess the biggest question would be if Pascal can pan out on the edge, that could be a very big possibility of something they may consider trying to do since Hutch pound for pound is a very big guy. Right. But, yeah, um, there's a lot of big things uh, sur- surrounding this uh, Lions team right now, a lot of development points. Um, some people are calling for Aaron Glenn. Some people are calling for Dan Campbell. Um, some people are still content with this te- with where this team's going. So, uh, um, there's a lot of question marks. Dallas is gonna, you know, really sway a lot of people's beliefs. I feel like this weekend, depending on how the game goes, people will either start to settle down, or people will really start panicking and showing their frustration. So. A lot to come out this week. Yeah, uh, should be a fun one. I mean, Dallas is a seven-point favorite, so Lions would be the underdogs as usual. That's the CBS at 1 p.m., so. Yeah, that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and State of Michigan Podcast is signing off, and we'll see you next week.